Happy hump day. Welcome back to another episode of Yvette Unplugged. So let's just jump right into Women Crush Wednesday. Today, my Women Crush is me. <laughs> is that lame? Um, yeah, I feel like I am not a big enough fan of myself. And so this might be one of those things where I'm like faking it until I make it. But the other day, sometimes I just speak haphazardly, which is not a good thing always. But um, the other day I said something about how I'm a horrible mom. And I'm pretty sure all of my kids heard me say it. But I had walked out of the room and Raya Bo followed me and he goes, mom, did you say you're a horrible mom? And I said, oh man, buddy, I did. And he goes, you're not a horrible mom. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not a horrible mom. I'm here. I show up every day. I don't always get it right, but I show up. And so um, my Woman Crush Wednesday is me. And I'm going to start trying to be more aware of the things that I do well instead of overwhelmingly aware of the things that I don't do well. Um, and in doing that and in acknowledging myself as my Women Crush Wednesday I would like to encourage you guys to crush on yourselves as well. <laughs> um, you're crushing it. You're doing, you're doing well. Like think about three things just right now. Pause and th name three things that you're doing well. Okay, so that pause may not have been long enough, but you can always just press pause. <laughs> but yes, we women, I feel like, I mean, not only us women, but us people can be so critical of ourselves sometimes. So I think it's important that we start just acknowledging the things that we do well, um, more so than the things that we don't. And I don't, I think it's dangerous not to acknowledge the things that we don't do well, because then there's really no room for improvement or there's like, you know, there's no um, desire to do better. And I think that we can always be doing better and improving on ourselves. So, yeah. All right. Hopefully that wasn't too vain. <laughs> but let's get right into the topic today. I don't remember when it was. I think it was a couple of weeks ago now. My mom and dad called me and they were sharing with me how they found this letter that I wrote to them. In the summers growing up, my dad always had us do some kind of report, whether we were reading a book and doing a report on it or whatever. But in the summer of 2004, that was a summer right before I was scheduled to graduate um, high school. My dad had me like looking up colleges and seeing, you know, which ones I would be interested in going to. And he found this letter that I wrote to them and I, I'm going to read it. It's pretty short, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it. I wrote this on June 22nd, 2004. It reads, to my lovely parents, my goal for this summer was to kind of figure out what colleges I would be interested in attending. I have been doing my research on the internet about local colleges that could possibly be candidates. 
I have come up with the following. UC Davis, UC Irvine, UCLA, UCSD, UC Santa Barbara, University of Southern California, Pepperdine University, Notre Dame de Namur University, which I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where that one came from. Point Loma Nazarene University, San Diego State University. These were my top 10. CSU Dominguez Hills, CSU Long Beach, and CSU San Marcos also came out came up as colleges that fit me. Um, in order to conclude my search and to eliminate college application fees, I'm asking that you will assist me in visiting some of these college campuses. Now, being the supportive parents that you are, I know that you are with me in participating in campus tours. So I've taken the liberty of setting tentative dates on which we might be able to visit each campus. I have scheduled the ones that I could fit in all in the month of August. Please look the calendar over and let me know if this schedule will work for you so that I might be able to make these app appointments permanent. Once again, thank you for your love and support. Please get back to me as soon as possible. Yours truly, your favorite daughter. I used to always call myself um, <laughs> their favorite dollar, daughter. But then attached to this letter, you guys, is um, like a calendar for the month of August 2004. And in it are dates for us to go visit colleges dates and times um <laughs> and so I share that with you because it kind of takes me into the topic for today but um I was very goal oriented my entire life like I have had a goal and I worked toward it and I've accomplished it I don't recall very many goals as a young person I'm talking like um, elementary, middle and high school that I set and did not accomplish. And so, um, yeah. And so anyway, I'm sharing that to say that currently I'm reading Real Moms, Real Jesus by Jill Savage. Um, this book was given to me. Ooh, it has to have been a couple of years ago now. And it's one of those books that has been on my shelf that I um <laughs> just haven't had a chance to really dig into and this year I'm really wanting to like pull books off my shelf that I haven't read yet that I want to read and so I've started reading this one and I read the first I don't even know if it's a chapter it's like a introduction I would say and it reminded me of the sermon series by Michael Todd Codd Stride and if you haven't listened to that sermon series I'm going to link it in the show notes below um but it's a really good series. It's a really good series. But let me read to you or let me pause really quick. So um, one of the things that stood out to me in this first segment of the book that I read, she talks about how, you know, she likes to wake up early in the morning and um, spend time with the Lord and do things. Um, and that how she was just longing for more time with God and how oftentimes, you know, a child will wake up and interrupt that time with God. And she talks about how Jesus understands her life and her frustrations because he too was interrupted as he went about his daily activities. And then she shares the story of the woman at the well um, from from John chapter four, verses one through 26. And she talks about how he took time to have a conversation with a woman 
that he really wasn't supposed to be talking to. For cultural and social reasons, he was not, it was not appropriate for him to talk to her. First of all, she was a woman. Second of all, she was a Samaritan. And third of all, she was a woman who he knew was an adulteress. <laughs> and so I'm thinking about this or not thinking about this, but, and so I'm reading further into this story or into this segment that she brings up this example about Jesus and how he kind of gets where she is. And she talks about how he was goal oriented, but he allowed life to happen. She said ministry for Jesus was a person standing in front of him. And then she goes on to say that ministry for you and me is the same. It's the people standing in front of us, our husband, our children, our friends, our neighbors, and even complete strangers at times. She said she likes to call um, what we do every day as a mom, the ministry of availability. But more often it feels like the ministry of interruptions. And so she encourages us to see the interruptions as opportunities rather than frustrations. And so um, that really spoke to me today. I mean, that's, I didn't read that today, but it's speaking to me again. Um, but yeah, it spoke to me because I, I got that letter from my mom and dad or from my dad. My dad sent it over to me and it reminded me of how goal oriented I was and how driven I was to accomplish certain things in life and um, how now that is not necessarily the case. And so what's happening is that I'm starting to acknowledge that I'm getting lost in these different roles of motherhood and being a wife and being a business partner. And I'm longing to um, know more about who I am in this current season. And so I think a lot of me is holding on to the person that I used to be and trying to, um, I don't know if it's like, if I'm trying to force myself to be who I used to be necessarily, but I haven't, I'm not necessarily letting go of, um, of, of that Yvette, like Yvette Givens. <laughs> My maiden name is Givens, you know? So now I'm Yvette Henry and it's like, what does that look like? Um, everything I did from a young person into adulthood was um, to become a teacher. I knew that I wanted to be a wife and a mom, um, but I worked so hard to become a teacher and I did that and I did it for seven years and then I quit and I became what I thought I wanted to be, which is a stay at home mom. And um, I'm not saying that I don't want to be that. I definitely still desire to be home with my kids and be like, the dominant presence in their life. Um, it's just that, and, and I feel like it feels really weird to say this out loud, but the point of this podcast is for me to be open and transparent, but it's that I want more. And um, oof, it probably sounds so bad. Somebody's probably cringing right now, but it's true. I want more. Um, I want more. And, and in this, in this few pages that I read where she talks about how we are in the ministry of 
availability. Um, I'm just finding myself really mulling that over and really trying to come to terms with what that looks like. Um, yeah, there may be a basket of laundry on my couch for me to fold, but there's also a little girl who is asking me to go outside and play with her. And so, um, I mean, the laundry will get folded. And if it doesn't, people can find something to wear out of that basket. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be more available to that. But it's also reminding me of conversations that I'm having with my husband. Um, If you listen to the How Married Are You podcast, then you know that we've had conversations quite a bit about like, what is it? What is my role in um, what has now become like a business? Belief in Fatherhood is the YouTube channel that we um, share our lives on. And I say we, but the truth is I haven't really taken the ownership that my husband would like for me to take of the channel. And I don't know, I still don't believe that I can necessarily take um, too much ownership because it really is his narrative. It's his story. It's his journey through Um, fatherhood. And I feel like there are glimpses of me um, and my journey in there, but it really is through the lens of Glenn, my husband. And so um, anyways, we've been having this conversation about what does it look like for us to work together and be on the same page and be working toward the same goal. And the truth is, I, I see the vision, I see the goal, and I'm here for it. But my husband the other day kind of said to me that um, he's like, I feel like you have these goals or these desires, but you're kind of just waiting to see how I make them happen. And and that kind of like struck me because um, that's just not who I am. But in all honesty, there's not really much that I'm doing in order to move forward toward the goal. But at the same time, it's like, well, (laughs) what can I do? (laughs) Because right now I am I'm taking care of our children. I'm trying to um, manage this home. I'm homeschooling the kids and I'm just trying to really like be a supportive wife and a supportive mom. And it feels like I'm not doing my part, like when I hear him say that, and I'm not, and I don't think that he's necessarily like trying to say, Hey, you need to do more, but I think he is saying that. And so, um, I'm just so confused because there are things that I desire to do, um, that we can both agree are not necessarily like moving us forward to the goal. Um, at least as far as we can see, And so um, the struggle right now is to really find my fit into what he's doing. And so I, when I was reading that segment in Real Moms, Real Jesus, um, I was reminded of the sermon series Stride um, through Transformation Church that Michael Todd preaches on. And um, I might insert a, a clip right here of, some of the things that he's talking about. Hold on, let me see. 
allow me to do the heavy lifting. And what happens with so many of us is that we start using, we've been taught from a young age to, to, to work and to do all of these things. And what we end up is tired, burnt out, used up. And then we think God's left us. And he said, I'm back here and you're up there. I only provide for what, where I'm at. So, so you out here starting three businesses and yeah, I gave you the idea, but that was five years from now because I wanted to work on your character right here. So I'm here, you're up there. And that's why you lost all of that up there. Because up there, you have to sustain what I did not give you in this season. And many of us are out here running and going nowhere, tired, frustrated, striving. And then we get mad at God. Well, God, you left me. He said, no, 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 you left me. You got outside of the pace of grace, the steps that I set out for you. This is the thing that I want you to realize. What God promised you is going to happen. It's just not going to happen in the time you want it to happen. It's going to happen where there is provision for it. And you don't want anything out of season. It, the right thing and the wrong season is a curse. Oh, hear me say that one more. That was too good. I'm going to say that again. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The right thing in the wrong season is a curse. Mm. Yeah. And so a major part of what he's talking about is he talks about how God, I mean, how Jesus, when he was here, how he never ran. He never walked quickly. He never rock, walked swiftly. He, he always walked. And when he did ride an animal, he rode a donkey, <laughs> which is not a horse. It's not an animal that gallops and goes really fast. And so he talked about because God moved at such a pace, he was able to have encounters with women at the well. And he, I don't know if he necessarily brought up that example, but that's what the example that was brought up in my reading that brought me to think about um, this sermon series. And he talks about and he goes further to talk about how, like, because he walked, he was able to perform miracles. He was able to have encounters with people that were life changing and kind and basically changed the trajectory of their lives. And so he said the right thing in the wrong season is a curse. And so what I'm realizing is that right now I'm in a season I am in a season, <laughs> I mean, of course, duh, but yeah, I'm in a season where I am a wife, a mom, and a business partner, and that is okay, and there are desires that I have in my heart, and there are things that I see that I want to do and accomplish, and um, that that motivate me or whatever, but right now, maybe it's just time for me to kind of like journal about those things, write those things down and really just allow the Lord to show me when it's the right season instead of just doing it because I need something to help me feel fulfilled because there is so much fulfillment that can come from being a wife and a mom and a business partner. And so I guess like the revelation that I'm trying to share with you guys in today's episode is that it's okay to walk and not run because when you walk there are things that you will not miss and if you run you may miss encounters and moments 
that matter more than the finish line, if that makes sense. And so um, that's just something that I'm kind of sitting with. I'm still trying to really um, take ownership of it. Um, This week, I uh, developed a document that kind of forces me every day to be intentional about how I'm going to connect with each of the members of my family, with Glenn and with our four kids um, in a way that allows me to be available to really see them and to really try to have some kind of heart to heart connection and not be so task driven. Because I think in my day to day, there is like, okay, I got to keep the kitchen clean. I got to get the clothes folded or I got to get the clothes washed or I got to get through homeschool or I got to do this or I got to do that. And I'm so driven by those things that I miss moments with my kids. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to miss these moments because I, I seriously look at them like Theo is about to be seven in a few weeks and I'm looking at him and I'm like, wow, like you're a big boy. And I just don't want to miss that development. I don't want to miss um, these kids. I look at Anaya and I'm like, "Woo, girl, how did you get to be here? She's going to be three in a, in March. <laughs> it's February 22nd. So like in less than two months, that girl is going to be three. And I'm already starting to see um, so much girlhood in her, you know? Like these kids are just growing up so fast and I don't want to miss it. And I don't want to miss opportunities for me to support my husband in a way that um, doesn't leave us resenting one another. You know, Um, I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was encouraging me. She's like, you know, you have these desires and it's okay for you to have them. Like even if you do them and they're not perfect, at least you're doing them. You're moving towards finding more of you. And I totally accept that. And I actually took her advice on something that I'm desiring doing. But at the same time, I want to make sure that I am just kind of embracing the things that are already happening in our home and the vision that um, the Lord has given my husband and where it's taking us as a family. And so I don't know if I'm making sense right now. But this is where I'm at, and I figured I would just share that with you guys. One of those things for sure is me, like, sitting here recording this podcast. This is something that I said I was going to do. We're officially three weeks into January, and I have... Oh, wait. Did I miss a Wednesday? No. I haven't. Oh, my first episode was on the 8th. Sorry. (laughs) So January 1st, I didn't upload a podcast But since I started, I've been consistent. And so I'm giving myself a pat on the back. (laughs) But yeah, so anywho, here we are. I'm rambling. Let's get to it. I really wanted to show you guys or share with you guys for this week's quote of the week. So I have never met her in person. Her name is Abby and I follow her on Instagram. Her husband used to edit our podcast on, um, for how married are you? But five days ago, she posted this quote and I was like, whoa, that is really on point. And she goes, setting goals and crushing them is self-love. That was the quote. And she says, do what you say you'll do. Do what you'll say you do. You owe it to yourself not to let you down. And that, um, 
that spoke to me. <laughs> that spoke to me. So I don't know. I feel like I'm contradicting everything that I just said, but I feel like for me, um, I used to be so goal oriented and driven. And like, like I said, there are very many there. Are, I don't recall any goals that I set as a young person that I didn't accomplish. And I guess my desire is to be more like God. Like there are goals that I currently have. There are desires that I currently have, but I want to be like the Lord and just allowing life to happen and pursuing a ministry of availability that, um, yes, I am committed to my goals, but understanding that in this season, I'm not going to be able to be as driven and focused as I was because I do have little people that depend on me and I have a husband who needs my support and yeah. And so, however, I do like this idea of being um, aware that setting goals and crushing them is self-love and being more um, committed to honoring myself in that way. And so, yeah, (laughs) this was another episode of Yvette Unplugged. I'm so grateful that you guys chose to listen today um and i will see you back here next week thank you for listening